Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's your boy, Kyle, and we're back with this week's episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. Super excited about this week's episode of the podcast because what we're going to be talking about is creating for ourselves long-lasting results. And when I say long-lasting results, I mean specifically results when it comes to our health fitness, okay? Our health and fitness, okay? So what we want to focus on is not how are we going to lose weight in like 16 weeks for summer or how am I going to get like shredded for summer or how do I create like short terms that like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that, but like that was definitely part of my journey is I, I, I had chased and I had been chasing like a six pack abs, right? And there were several times in my life, like I got to single digit body fat. I got to the point where like I had abs for a vacation, right? Um, and I'd go on vacation and the first day, boom, I look good. I feel lean, uh, 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 you know, that whole, whole sort of thing. And I felt great. But then it was like after one day of eating, I'd like completely lost my abs and I felt like crap. And I was like, well, what the heck was happening? And basically what I was doing was I was creating for myself this lifestyle, like leading up to the vacation, you know, 16 weeks to go, 12 weeks to go, eight weeks to go, four weeks, you know, that whole thing. And like my calories were so low, my, my, I'll say my hormones and everything were so messed up. I remember one time, I'm just going to be, be honest with you guys. Maybe if you got kids in the car or something, plug the ears. But I, I mean, even like being married to my wife, like my sex drive was gone. My calories were so low that like my sex drive was gone. And I was just like, it was just the weirdest thing. Now I looked good temporarily, but it was only for like one day for like one photo. And, and so what this created for myself was this, okay, what about these guys that have like six packs year round, right? Or what about these gals that just look lean constantly? What are they doing in their life to, to create those year round results? I didn't want just temporary results. I was like, I want to look good year round. And I want to do it in a way where I'm not starving myself. I want to do it in a way where like I, it's maintainable and I can go on vacation. I can enjoy some like ice cream and some foods on vacation and still look relatively good and still be relatively healthy. So that's what I wanted to focus on. So today's podcast is all about creating long lasting results. And what we're going to go over is five ways that you are going to be able to create long lasting results for yourself. Five steps, five steps that you can start building and implementing in your life to create that long lasting result. So it's not just a temporary six pack. It's not just a temporarily toned legs. It's not, I, I'm yo-yo dieting back and forth, but it's truly long lasting results. So turn it up in the headphones, turn it up in the car and get ready for this week's episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. So when it comes to long-lasting results, we're going to walk you through, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step -step guide, like how to lose fat look better and keep it off long term without sacrificing your fun. And I think the key there of like not sacrificing your fun is really important because I think sometimes there's this mindset that like if I want to look good, like I can never have like a blizzard from DQ again or I can never eat like good foods. And, and you no, know, 
you can create a lifestyle for yourself where you look good physically, right? And we're talking about aesthetics here. You know, we're not talking about necessarily athletic performance. We're not talking about doing like a bodybuilding show. We're talking about for the average person that just wants to look better. What are the things they can do? What are the steps they can do to accomplish that goal, but then maintain that goal long term? Now, here's the key. We talked about this a little bit last week's episode. When it comes to long-term results, if you want long-term results, you have to put in the work. Long-term results, lasting results will never come from anything that's quick. It just won't. So know that the principles we're going over today have to be practiced. They have to be worked on repeatedly. They have to be implemented in your life and and knowing like you're going to fail, like you're going to implement this and it's going to be going good for a while and then you're going to mess up. But it's in the learning process that you're going to get better. But you got to be pulling, be, let me rephrase that. You got to be willing to put in the work. Long-term results means you're not really focused on like losing weight, but you will find by applying these principles that in the long-term, and I'm talking like long-term, like six to 24 months, right? Six to 24 months. You got to be willing to put at least six months and knowing that this might take up to 24 months to really see the results you're looking for. You might not notice crazy changes in that time, okay? But you need to be able to keep doing it, right? To keep those changes in the long term, right? It might take you six to 24 months and to to build the principles to start doing things, but that's when you're really going to see the results in the long term. So know that it's never going to come short term. It's never going to come quick. You have to really work on these principles. Um, but before you know it, you will have a very healthy body fat. You will be looking and feeling your best, and you will actually start seeing long term results. And by long term results, like I'm talking about results that you don't feel like you have to work as hard to maintain. It's not about like, oh, I got to cut 16 weeks in the summer. No, no, no. These are long term results that will be easier to maintain than they were before. The changes you see week to week won't seem drastic, but the changes month to month and year to year will be drastic. It goes back to the classic example. I mean, this is kind of what this is all about. I use this when I'm working with my weight loss clients. Someone comes to me and complains like, oh, I only lost one pound this week. Okay, but what people don't realize is that's good. That's steady, long-term weight loss. Because if you lost one pound a week for a year, you'd lost 52 pounds. And if you did that for two years straight, you would have lost 104 pounds total. That's what we're talking about. But even if you're someone that doesn't have 50 or 100 pounds to lose, by implementing these strategies, you're going to be able to see it long-term results. And you're going to be able to enjoy your life, but still look, feel, and act your best. It takes patience, but it's the best and most effective way to get results. So start implementing the five steps we're going to go over here. Practice them. Learn how to do them effectively. It's not going to be a switch, but learn how to do them effectively and watch your results stay long term. And you will literally be able to like think about this. Imagine this. You spend six to 24 months working your butt off and practicing these things so that you can enjoy the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years, however much longer you have on this earth, like with long-term results. Like there are five things that are implemented, but if you can get really good at them, you will have results for the rest of your life, right? You'll get to the summertime, right? Hey, I want to get a little shredded for summer. By following these steps year round in the long-term, getting shredded for summer won't be difficult to do. Losing a few pounds for your sister's wedding won't be that difficult to do because your body will already be prepped and already in pretty good shape those results will come much easier. So 
this will pay off. It might take you six to 24 months, but hey, if you're in this game long-term, if you're looking to get long-term results, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s right now, you got time. You can dedicate six to 24 months to yourself so that you can spend the rest of your life getting really, really good results, okay? So let's jump right into step one. I'm gonna grab some water here. My water's too far away. Here we go, step one. Step one is to clean up your diet and get rid of the obvious crap, okay? And here's what I'm talking about when it comes to obvious crap, right? It's the things that you know that are bad, okay? We're talking about like your chips, your cookies, you, your, your soda, like you know you know the things, the things that you know are bad. And what I love about the obvious crap is this is gonna be different for every level, right? Obvious crap to me, being in the health and industry field for, for nine years, is gonna be maybe a little bit different to you that's just starting to tap tap into the this field, right? Because like in my mind, like something like soda is always obvious crap. Nobody should be drinking soda. You need to cut out soda, right? But for me, there might be a few more like obvious crap things that I know about that you don't know about, but that's okay. For you, cut out the obvious crap. Like you know what the obvious crap in your life is. And here's a good indicator. If you have to question whether something is obvious crap, it's most likely obvious crap, okay? So you need to cut it out. We're talking about the chips, the cookies, the soda. Um, and here's my two tips for cutting those things out of your life, okay? The number one is to just go cold turkey, okay? Some things you gotta just straight up stop, okay? Um, and if you need to find replacements, that's okay. So you could maybe, uh, like let's say you're used to drinking sugary soda all the time. Maybe switching to like a tea or a coffee. You know, with us, um, my company Herbalife, we have um, our teas. And a lot of times we'll mix our uh, teas with like a stevia lemonade and make it like an Arnie Palmer or raspberry lemonade, right? For those of you that work with me, you're very familiar with the Arnie Palmer or raspberry lemonade. For a lot of people, it might go from like, okay, if you're used to drinking Mountain Dew or Coca-Cola or Pepsi every single day, switching over to something maybe a little bit sweeter, like a raspberry lemonade, Arnie Palmer, sweetened with a little bit of that stevia lemonade is what you need to start like finding replacement, but you got to just like stop the soda, right? Um, and for you, you got to find what works best for you. Like it might be something easy, like, okay, I'm just going to stop buying cookies. Cookies are not good for me. Chips are not good for me. Cutting out that obvious crap, going cold turkey on a few of those things is going to be essential for your results. And just like setting a standard for yourself that like, I'm never going to eat this again. One thing I love about my my wife, and, and, and I guess I do it too because I'm married to her, but like she years ago just set out, like she's like, I'm going to cut like fast food out of my diet. I'm just never going to eat fast food. Now, could there be a time and place for fast food? Well, sure. I'm sure you could argue that. But for her, it was a standard that was just like, I'm going to go cold turkey. I'm never going to eat fast food again. Great. Boom. That's now a standard in her life. She went cold turkey and now doesn't eat fast food. So you got to create those standards for yourself. The second tip, so cold turkey is number one. The second tip is to curve it, okay? Some things you can find a replacement for and then slowly curve, okay? So let's say, um, for example, let's say every morning you drink coffee with heavy cream and sugar, okay? Um, and it's like more heavy cream and sugar than, than the coffee, right? But let's say every morning you drink heavy cream and sugar. Start to curb that by doing a little less cream and a little less sugar. So let's say you're normally putting in three tablespoons of heavy cream. Well, week one, add on only two tablespoons of heavy cream. Week two, add on only one tablespoon. Like start lowering the amount of heavy cream and sugar you add to your co coffee, right? Start to curb it a little more to like, okay, go from heavy cream to like regular milk and then skim milk and then almond milk and then eventually black. 
you know, you can switch from like regular sugar into like stevia. So you get, still get that sweetness, right? You still get the coffee. The Some people don't want to give up their coffee, but you switch from like sugar to stevia at first and then do like less and less stevia until you eventually are drinking black, right? And as adults, I've said this before, but like learn to drink black coffee, okay? Like that that's okay. But you're adding in tons of calories, tons of sugar, spiking your insulin, all this sort of stuff. And if you just slowly, and, and here's the thing about this process, it might take a month, right? It, again, anything worth having, it's not like you're going to switch over day one and start liking black coffee. But if you can do a little bit less, a little bit less, you won't even mind the changes, right? I'm pretty sure you won't notice the difference, at least that much. Maybe you'll notice, but you won't care that much going from three tablespoons of cream to two tablespoons of cream, two tablespoons to one one tablespoon of cream to one tablespoon of whole milk, one tablespoon whole milk to one tablespoon skim milk. Like if you do this week by week, this might be a month long, a two month long process, but you will start like seeing the results and it will pay dividends in the long term. So curve it long term if you feel like that's the process you want to go to. But either way, you need to cut out the obvious crap from your diet. If you want to go cold turkey, Great, go go cold turkey. Um, but if you want to curve it slowly, find a way to curve it where it's an enjoyable. You don't feel like you're missing out on a bunch, but still getting the results um, you're looking for. Now, here's a quick note on obvious crap. Obvious crap, the category of obvious crap that you need to stop eating, it can be eaten on occasion, but you got to make it on occasion. Okay, like a few times a year a piece of cake at your kid's birthday, right? Um, a couple cookies on a, like at someone's graduation party, like a special occasion. But these are things that most of the time you simply say, I don't need. I, I don't care to have that right now. My body doesn't need it most of the time. But on a few special games, I'm not crazy. Like I'm not saying you need to follow the plan 100% of the time. In fact, I recommend to most of my clients, don't follow my plan 100% of the time. That's like prison. Follow it 80 to 90% of the time. But you got to make sure that like 80, 90%, because here's what people do. They're like, oh, I only ever do it once in a while. And that every once in a while is literally once a week. That's not every once in a while. Like a few times a year. Like again, a piece of cake at your kid's birthday party is every once in a while, not every Friday night. So really know when to have those things versus when to not. Going back to even the fast food. Do I eat fast food? No. But if I did, would that be the end of the world? Well, of course not. Like a, a freaking quarter pounder from McDonald's, that's not gonna like kill me. The same way like one of my Herbalife shakes doesn't instantly make me healthy, a quarter pounder isn't going to instantly make me fat. It's the consistency. So would that kill me? No. Is it still standard not to eat a quarter pounder? Yeah, I don't eat quarter pounders. So know what the obvious crap is. Know that, hey, every once in a while, every once in a while I can do it, but really make it every once in a while and you'll really see good results for yourself. Okay, so step two is going to be getting rid or limiting the less obvious crap. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm careful to give like examples in this, but like when I personally, for me, I think of like the less obvious crap are going to be things like pizza, beer, peanut butter, crackers, snack foods, things that maybe aren't as obvious, like, like soda, you should definitely cut out, but it's like, okay, is there a time and place for like some peanut butter? Yes. Okay. And that's why I'm careful to give examples on this list because 
there can be a time and place for some of these foods, but you really have to ask yourself when and why you are eating said food. For example, like this is me personally, on workout days, I do a pre-bed snack of peanut butter and banana. I, I measure it out like it's three tablespoons of peanut butter, one banana, and it's calculated into my day. If you're doing that, then great. However, if you are just chowing down on peanut butter as a snack or making unhealthy, like a peanut butter and honey sandwich, or something I loved when I was a kid, peanut butter and honey sandwiches. My wife thinks I'm weird for that, but I love that. But if you're just like chowing down on peanut butter as a snack or, or making unhealthy sandwiches, um, like with that peanut butter or, or just not being intentional, it might be in the category of less obvious crap. Okay. So um, like, here's another example. Like, I like beer. I like beer a lot. And I think sometimes it's good to crack open a cold one and, and enjoy it with a friend, right? I haven't seen my buddy in a while. We're going to, you know, it, it's okay to do that every once in a while. So I might not keep beer in my fridge all the time, but I might go get a six pack of some liney kugels or something to, to enjoy with a buddy on a Friday night on occasion, right? Same thing with pizza, right? I, I think it would be crazy to say you can never eat pizza again. I wouldn't be a good coach saying that. I wouldn't be a good mentor to say that to someone because I understand that life, you're, you're going to probably eat pizza sometimes. But we really have to ask ourselves, like, why and when you're eating it, right? Pizza is good to enjoy with the family every once in a while, but if you've just got frozen pizzas in your freezer for whenever, you probably should get rid of them and stop buying them, okay? Um, remember here, we're talking about long-term results. We're not talking about getting shredded for summer or, or losing weight for a 16-week body challenge. No, no, no. I, I want to teach you how to get the results you want and to keep them long-term. Pizza can be included in a long-term plan. Beer can be included in a long-term plan. It's called lifestyle. Things like soda should really never be included. You never need soda in your life. So you got to figure out for yourself. And again, this is why it takes patience. It takes time. We're talking about long-term results here. You have to know for yourself which things to permanently cut off because they will never serve you well and know which things can be done on occasion. And again, I said this in the last section, but on occasion doesn't mean every weekend. Okay. On occasion to me, maybe means once a month or even less, once every couple months, once every quarter on occasion. If you're looking to truly be healthy and have long-term results that you can enjoy and that are easy to maintain, you can't be eating pizza every single weekend. It's just not how it works. So look at your diet. Step one was to cut out the obvious crap, but step two Really look through the diet. What are the things you really can eliminate, okay? What are the things you really can take out of your cupboards, take out of your fridge that aren't serving you and that like even having the temptation there will, will serve you better in the long term? You have to know that for yourself. I can't tell you, but I know the things for myself. You have to discover that for yourself what the less obvious crap is. Alrighty, on to step three. Step three, and this might be a little bit of a long section, but is to focus on your macros. For basic long-term results, you need to focus on the three macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Now, again, this is going to be basic long-term results. This is the, the point of the podcast here is basic long-term results. 
this isn't for any special diets, right? So like keto or like a low carb diet, a ketogenic diet has been shown to help people lose fat. But I would not recommend doing that every day, every week, every month for the rest of your life. I, like in my mind, this is what I think when I think of like keto. Again, I'm not trying to not keto, but this is my mind. We're talking about basic long-term results. Are you telling me, I go back to what I said before, are you telling me you're never going to have some like wine with your partner or a piece of cake at your kid's birthday? It just doesn't make sense with like long-term lifestyle. Long-term, our diet is going to include protein, carbs, and fats. So the purpose of today's podcast, we're going to include recommendations for those three things. Okay. And again, just basic recommendations, different diets, different plans, different nutritional uh, guidelines, individual preferences may change these a little bit. These are going to be basic guidelines. So if you 100% disagree with these, you're like, what? that's okay. But like, I'm going to give you basic guidelines that I have found for myself, my clients that are going to create long-term results. Okay. Let's start with protein. It is good to have protein every time you eat. In fact, I would go even as far as saying it's essential to have protein every time you eat. If you're going to put stuff in your mouth, it needs to include protein. Your body is very specific to you. So I'm not going to give exact recommendations, but no, for most people, for most people, they're going to want to eat 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. For example, just simple math, if someone weighs 100 pounds, they would want to be taking in 80 to 100 grams of protein on a daily basis, okay? So with that, um, this is going to put like most women between about 100 to 150 grams of protein a day. I know that's a big range, again, just basic recommendations. And most men between 150 and 200 grams of protein each day. Now, Specifically in obese individuals, this number will change to one gram of protein per pound of lean muscle. So for most women, this will fall between 100 to 125 grams of protein. And most men, this will be for 150 to 175 grams of protein. Because if you were to base it just off your total, let's, let's say you're um, a five foot woman, okay, but weigh 200 pounds, you'd, you'd be in the most likely the obese category eating 200 grams of protein a day or like 180, that wouldn't make sense, right? That, that, so we want to then go more based off your muscle mass, um, which would be more likely in the lines of like 100 to 125 grams of protein. So no, if you're maybe in that obese uh, category, you can do uh, with a little bit less protein than, than maybe someone who's a little bit more active, a little bit more lean. Um, but again, these are recommendations for most people, uh, long-term results. Uh, you want to fall right around these numbers. So, uh, so, so, so you may ask, um, how do I know how much protein I'm getting in every single day? And this is where tracking comes in handy. As Darren Hardy says, why do the uh, Olympic coaches and NFL coaches and, and top nutrition of the world get paid so much money? It's become, it's because they've become master trackers. They track every nutrient, every workout, everything for their clients. So if you want to create good long-term results, you need to get good at tracking. Now, um, if you want to be that person, and this is okay, I, I have lots of friends that do this. If you want to jump on my fitness pal or wherever you track your calories, maybe even use a notebook and track every day, that truly is the best, best method for getting long-term results. But at minimum, at minimum, what I recommend is tracking for like a week. Okay. Just track what you're eating for a week, just so you can get a good gauge of what you are eating. 
So get a good gauge for exactly what 150 grams of protein looks like in a day. You'll learn pretty quickly if you track for a week that it's just like some lean meat a few times a day, right? Um, like me, I do Herbalife. Like it's a couple shakes, some lean meat, some veggies, some carbs. You know, 150, you'll get a good idea of what that looks like. What I personally do is I track for a week to make sure I'm on track, and then I roughly eat those same things every day. Maybe I'm a little bit more boring on that, um, but like for me, I have tracked before, and I know if I have two Herbalife shakes a day, two large portions of protein, I'm talking like for me like 10 to 12 ounces of protein, uh, like chicken or salmon, uh, salmon, man, I'm not talking very well today, chicken or salmon, um, a serving of nuts, a serving of avocado, and lots of veggies, plus that peanut butter and banana on workout days. Um, I know what I'm getting. I don't track every day, but by tracking those foods once for one week, I know roughly what I'm getting and therefore I can follow that plan long term. So learn how to track with apps like MyFitnessPal. If you want to write it down, that's fine, but you need to know what you're putting in. And then I recommend gauging every once in a while. So if I feel like maybe I'm not quite like I'm losing my results, I'll go and retrack my foods again. So that then I can like, oh man, I didn't realize like this food that I'd added in was adding so many calories. So, so then I can re-gauge my day and, and really get a good idea. Or I'll just track once a week randomly to make sure I'm on a good track. And oh yeah, I, I am getting good results. But that's how you're going to create long term, okay? So same thing with your fats and your carbohydrates. You want to make sure you're getting an adequate amount of those things every single day. So for like fats, um, you want to make sure you're getting an adequate amount of fats on a daily basis. For most people, this will range from about 50 to 90 grams of fats each day. Don't be scared of fat. Sometimes like we think fat wide fat. That's not true, guys. We, we need fats, but we need to get them from good sources like nuts, avocado, coconut, or olive oil. Your body definitely needs these things. Where fats gets you in trouble is when you eat like deep fried things or trans fats that are like literally killing you. So don't do that. Don't eat like a fried Twinkie. That's not good fat, but definitely get adequate amounts of good fats in during the day. It will help with hormone regulation. It will help with long-term results. You definitely need healthy fats during the day. And then it comes to carbs. Carbs are often very misunderstood. The first thing that you need to know is that like you, you need to eat fruits and veggies. If any plan out there tells you not to eat veggies or not to eat fruit, you need to run for the hills. Run very, very far away. Any plan that tells you you shouldn't eat fruits and veggies, like, come on, guys. It's just not good in the long term. Any plan that says that doesn't serve you well in the long term. It's there to get you fast results, maybe, and you'll lose weight right away, but it won't help in the long term. Okay. Uh, next, when it comes to carbs, uh, the thing you need to know is you need enough carbs to give you energy and to fuel your day. Again, this can vary person to person. That's why I'm not going to give exact recommendations. Um, but like things like your carbs can truly vary from like 100 grams to 300 grams per person based off like your height, your sex, your activity levels, all sorts of things. But know this, if you're eating good, healthy carbs like veggies, fruit, rice, sweet potatoes, the list can go on. The, the more pure you can eat in those forms, like the better, right? Where carbs get in trouble is when the carb is mainly sugar, right? We're thinking like baked goods, cookies, candy bars, or when they're combined with loads of fat, like that fried Twinkie, uh, ice cream, fried foods, sweets, whatever it might be. So if you can focus on whole pure carbs, you will be able to get long-term results, okay? And again, enjoy your life because a lot of good foods in life are carbs. You just want to make sure they're they're the right good. Um, 
Okay, so here's the deal. I know that was a lot on macros, okay? But know this. Here should be your main focus for day-to-day living. For long-term results, you should be you should probably be eating anywhere from two to five meals per day. Again, depends on the person. And each meal should include roughly some proteins, fats, and carbs. The cleaner, the better. So ideally, like a dinner would look like this. Half your plate being veggies and or salad. A fourth of your plate being a protein. A fourth of your plate being a carbohydrate. Some healthy fats to pull it all together. And boom, you got a healthy meal. Do this enough and you will see great long-term results. Step number four. Step number four is to back it up. Okay, so here's what you got to do. You got to start fixing your metabolism. Now, this section is probably going to be the most technical of all the sections, okay, because it kind of takes the most work and kind of takes the most knowledge. Um, it, the, the other four sections, like steps one, two, three, and five, are pretty basic. Like you've heard me talk about them before. This one's pretty key. Now, not everyone's going to have to do this, but I find that a majority of people, this will help for creating long term results. Okay. You got to start fixing your metabolism. Okay. Once you've cleaned up your diet and you start tracking your calories, you start tracking your macronutrients. Most people I work with will find that they're not eating enough. Okay. Sounds weird. They're like, why can't I lose weight? Well, it's simply because you're not eating enough. Your metabolism has slowed down so much that even eating 1200 calories a day no longer leads to weight loss. Remember the body's very adaptive in that way. And guess what? If you can't lose weight at 1,200 calories a day, that's not fun. That's not a good place to be, okay? Here's what you got to do. And this is where the fixing your metabolism, backing it up comes in. You have to start slowly increasing your calories if you find yourself in that boat. And this takes the most discipline. This takes the most time. I'm talking like one to 200 calories increase a month. This is um, tough, to do, right? To slowly, because you have to track your calories. You got to clean up your diet. But if you can slowly increase your calories, one to 200 calories a month, this slow increase in calories will fix your metabolism without adding on any fat to the body as long as you're going slow. So here's a good recommendation for an active person. For most women, try to increase your calories until you're at at least 2000 calories a day. And for men, until you're at at least 3,000 calories a day. Now, this might seem like a lot. Some of you are like, I'm sorry, how many calories per day? There's no way I'll lose fat. But that's where the slow part comes in. If you do it slow enough, you will actually either maintain your results or even lose, most people I find, lose a few pounds along the way. And then they're like flabbergasted. Like I'll have a gal, she's like, how am I still losing weight at 2,000 calories a day? Because you're fixing your metabolism, okay? Um, Like, it, 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 you, you aren't, here's, here's the deal. You're not going to stay here forever though. Okay. Like if you're like afraid of eating 2000 calories for the rest of your life or every guy, three, you're not going to stay here forever. Okay. But if you go slow enough, your metabolism will be at an all time high. If we're not clear at this point, the higher your metabolism, the more calories you burn on a day-to-day basis, which gives you better long-term results and gives you a lot more freedom in your lifestyle. And here's why it works long-term. When you're only eating 1,200 calories a day and you have a bad day, you add fat to your body pretty quickly. But if your body metabolism is used to eating 2,000 calories a day, then having a bad day won't affect you as much. 
Okay. And that really is the key. Plus with all the extra muscle you have, you will use it like use that extra food for energy much more efficiently. And remember, we're talking here long term. Have I said that enough in this podcast? Long term. So it might take you eight to 12 months to increase your calories to the recommendations I just said. But if you track your calories and do it slowly, your body will be working at an all-time high. Bonus here, when you do finally want to, quote, cut for summer, it is so much easier. Because here's the deal. If you cut your calories by 300 to start losing weight, um, and let's say you're female, 2,000 calories, you cut it by 300, you would only be bringing your calories down to 1,700 calories. And that's still 500 more than when you were at 1,200. And you're losing weight because your body was used to 2,000. Versus at 1,200 calories, you can't cut 300 calories. That would put you down to 900, meaning you'll always be stuck at the same weight. So if you increase your calories, it will allow more freedom for you and create better long-term results. Is it a long-term plan? Yes. Does it take discipline? Yes. Might it take you 8 to 12 months to do? Yes. But if you'd like to be fit for the next 30, 40, 50 years, taking 12 months out of your life to increase your calories slowly, you will see much better results. Okay, so focus on reversing that, increasing your calories and fixing your metabolism. Number five, and you guys have heard me talk about this so many times, but it's so key to getting good long-term results, is you need to build a practice of doing resistance training, okay? And again, I'm not just talking about a short stint at the gym. You need to get good at resistance training. Resistance training is any sort of movement that causes resistance to the muscles. Classically, this is lifting weights at the gym, but this can include things like yoga or right now during quarantine, a lot of body weight movements like push-ups or air squats. Here's why you need to work on resistance training. We need to increase your metabolic rate. And the best way to increase your metabolic rate, how many calories you burn a day, is to increase your muscle. And trust me, for any ladies that are listening right now, guys don't mind this, but like the ladies listening, like you won't look bulky by adding five to 10 pounds of muscle. In fact, you will look leaner and firmer than you ever have before. Somewhere along the line, it was said that only guys lift weights and girls do cardio. Wrong. Every body in the world needs to lift weights. And no, you don't need to do 12 to 15 reps to tone. Every set and every scheme works as long as you add resistance. So girls, don't be afraid to do heavy sets of an exercise. And fellas, don't be afraid to do 15 to 20 reps. The key is mixing it up. Personally, I recommend for most people doing a different rep scheme every six to eight weeks. So if you've been doing four sets of 15 reps for a while, one of the best things you can do is to increase your muscle is to switch to three sets of four to six, like three sets of four to six heavy lifting. By adding a different stimulus, your body will maintain your results better by putting on more muscle. More muscle equals more calories burned, which makes it so much easier to create long-term results and have more freedom to eat foods without negatively affecting your results. So that when you do go out for Mexican food, or you do eat a few cookies, it doesn't affect you as negatively as it did five pounds of muscle ago. 
So learn to do resistance training. And guess what, guys? It's supposed to be hard. And for some of you that are new to this out there, you might be thinking to yourself like, well, I can't even do like one pushup. Good. You'll see the best results in the beginning if you can only do one pushups. Because if right now you can't even do one pushup and by practice and work, you learn to do one good pushup, you've just increased your strength and built more muscle. If you turn that one pushup into two pushups, you literally just doubled your strength. Two to four pushups, you just doubled your strength again. So literally going from zero to four push-ups is going to create a dramatic effect in your body. Your metabolism will be going like crazy, right? Compare that to someone who can already do 30 push-ups. If they wanted to double the strength, they'd have to go from 30 to 60 push-ups. That's tough to do. So if you're new to resistance training, you honestly will see the best results. So don't shy away from it. And when it comes to resistance training, for most people, I recommend a twice a week approach. That means you should train a group of muscles at least twice a week. So if you're doing a full body workout, right, upper body and lower body, two, three times a week might be best. Um, in simple terms, like if you work like your upper body twice a week, you also want to work your lower body twice a week. Um, but you want to make sure to give yourself adequate rest. For example, my current schedule, me personally, Kyle, like, I do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like that. So Monday, I'll do upper body. Tuesday, lower body. Wednesday, I'll do yoga. And then I start the cycle over again. Thursday, I do upper body. Friday, I do lower body. Saturday, I do yoga. And then I usually rest on Sunday. So two to six workouts a week is probably best for resistance training. And with that, guys, it is the five steps to creating long-term results, okay? Um, you need to start practicing these things in your life. If you're not used to resistance training, you need to get good at resistance training. If you've done the same program every day for the last five years, it's time to switch it up. If you're not used to tracking your calories, you, you need to start tracking your calories. If you've done the same calories and you're like, I'm not losing any weight, I'm at the lowest amount of calories, well, then you need to start backing it up, reversing those calories and increasing your metabolism. But to summarize the podcast, okay, here's the deal. Like that was a lot of information. That was a lot of steps. Here's what it is summarized if you're writing down notes. Step one, clean up your diet. Be conscious of the crap you're eating and throw it out. Any of the obvious crap, throw it out. This can be hard at first, but by practice, you will see better results. Number two, cut out the less obvious crap and ask yourself if a certain food is really serving you or not. Step three, start tracking your calories and know how much protein, fats, and carbs you're getting in every single day. Step four, reverse your diet slowly so that you can begin fixing your metabolism and, and go slow with it. Remember, 100 to 200 calories a month. And step five, do resistance training. Incorporate even 30 minutes of resistance training a few times a week. If you can do these five things weekly, you will see long-term results that are easy to maintain in the long-term. Guys, you won't feel like you need to cut hardcore for summer. And you'll be able to maintain a good, strong physique year-round. Ladies, you will have that toned midsection, those firm legs year-round without feeling like you have to kill yourself with a diet. Does it take time? Yes. Does it take patience? Absolutely. Do you need to give it six to 24 months to work? Yes. 
but the work you can do in six to 24 months can make all the difference in the world. It takes more time to get there, but these steps will allow you to get there and keep it longer. So with that, guys, we will close out the Life Well Live podcast. For those that are listening in your car or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, hello. For those of you that are watching on YouTube or watching the video version, have a great week. I love you all. If you have not connected with me on Instagram, please connect with me on Instagram. It's in the show notes. If we're not connected on Facebook, I'd love to connect with you on Facebook. Again, in the show notes. Um, and with that, guys, like again, I just hope you guys have a great week. If you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing this episode or sharing the podcast with one friend this week, sharing it on your Instagram or your Facebook story, you don't know how much that means to me. If you're loving the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know. Again, it means the world to me when I have people reach out and say, hey, I loved the last episode. Um, That means the world to me, guys. So thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have another great week. I hope you guys are staying safe out there. And we will see you next week for another episode of the Life Well Lived podcast.